What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy. This is the Tyler Morgan Show on Relentless Dairy Media Network. Welcome back to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is the Tyler Morgan Show live on twitch.tv slash Tyler Morgan Show. Or maybe you're taking this out on the YouTubes or the Rumbles, uh, youtube.com slash at the Tyler Morgan Show. Or you can go to Rumble and just search for Tyler Morgan Show or Relentless Daring. Either way, it will pop up. Um, or maybe you're taking this out on the, U- or the YouTubes. Ha! Checking this out on all the podcast platforms, remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Yes, that's right. And on the uh, the uh, YouTubes and Rumbles, please subscribe and uh, hit that bell for notifications. All right, so getting into the wild, wild world of the news and what's been happening this week. Um, Let me tell you, it's been border, border, border all around, but... A little story I found while trying to put together what I was planning on yakking about this week. I discovered that um, we all know how third parties are. Third parties are usually not viable, except for in, say, a local or a state race where there may be some traction there. Well, here lately the on the national scene... Um, RFK Jr. is courting the Libertarian Party. See about getting nominated by them. That way, if he makes it on the ticket as a Libertarian, which if you uh, follow the history of RFK and government and everything else, um, he's like Gary Johnson. He's not a Libertarian. But just wanting the ballot access because, you know, it's, being a registered party with lots of money coming in makes it a lot easier for that 50-state ballot access. But I'm not here to talk about RFK Jr. I'm just bringing it up. But like I said, he's he's trying to use the Libertarian Party to get ballot access, which I can't say that I blame him uh, when you're running a completely independent ticket <clears throat> And you're not associated like uh, Jill Stein is running again. And she has the Green Party. She has the the commie environment party to back her up and therefore get her ballot access in all 50 states. So that way she can lose horribly in all 50 of them. But RFK, he poses a little bit of a different threat specifically to the Democrats. Um Maybe not so much as the Republican Party, because you know, the Republicans are a little bit better about looking at his record and going, um, I don't think I can support a guy who is all about, you know, having people like Glenn Beck or Rush Limbaugh charged, convicted of, and sentenced per prescribed method for treason because they didn't agree with global warming stuff. Yeah, RFK, uh, that'd be kind of hard one to uh, to live up to there. But one of the big things been going on is these, 
Oh, I don't want to be a Democrat. Well, I don't want to be a Republican. I have an idea. We'll call ourselves the No Labels Party. Well, apparently uh, the No Labels Party has gotten under the skin and has earned the ire of the Democrat Party. And to the point where, you know, in Politico, they're doing write-ups on him. Um, so Mark Penn, he's a former Clinton pollster, and his wife also happens to chair the uh, No Labels group. Coincidence? Perhaps. Um, he's predicting um, huge opportunity for a third-party contender in 2024. And like I said, this is coming off of Politico. Uh, one of the biggest threats to Joe Biden's re-election is a third-party candidate, viable or not. It wouldn't take much for a third-party or independent contender to tip the election in Donald Trump's favor. In 2020, the presidency was decided by less than 40,000 votes in three swing states. And in 2024, third-party fever seems to be on the rise. Already, Cornell West, uh, everybody's favorite black racist Cornell West. Robert F. Kennedy Jr., as I already mentioned, and Jill Stein are all running. Then there's the quixotic. Uh, You know somebody had this word in their back pocket, and they were just looking for a reason to use it, a place to squeeze in. I know, we'll call it quixotic, because, you know, Don Quixote. They're tilting at windmills. Then there's the Quixotic movement, known as No Labels, which has cited a stream of polling data arguing that a large majority of Americans are crying out for an alternative to Trump or Biden. The man producing those polls is Mark Penn, best known for two things. His devotion to centrist politics and his longtime role as the top pollster and strategist for Bill and Hillary Clinton. Penn's wife, Nancy Jacobson, runs No Labels and frequently uses Penn's data to support her project, though he says he has no role in the organization. Uh Uh-huh. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Um, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's it's all good. Penn reports that 64% of the voters say, the country needs another choice if it's a Biden-Trump rematch, and that most voters would consider a moderate, independent candidate as an alternative to the current president and former president. Not surprisingly, the couple's work has infuriated Democrats who are spending money to discredit them and to sue no labels, thwart the voters' group registration efforts, and pressure its affiliates. And it goes on to do a long-form interview. But yeah, that's crazy, though, that they would be going after uh, going after them because of, you know, oh, you're drawing voters. And here's, here's a uh, article on the lawsuit. Uh, donors sue no labels over possible third-party presidential ticket alleging a bait and switch. Two prominent no-labels donors are suing the centrist political group for pulling a bait-and-switch by preparing to back a possible third-party presidential bid in 2024 after soliciting donations to support bipartisan activism. 
Now Labels has, quote, lost its way, abandoned its original mission, and fundamentally betrayed its donor's trust in the process. The plaintiffs, Douglas and Jonathan Durst, alleged in the lawsuit filed in New York State Supreme Court on Tuesday. Now keep in mind, this is dated on 123, so four days ago. Uh, the Durst cousins, part of a powerful New York real estate family, are suing no labels for the $145,000 that members of the Durst family have donated to the organization since 2016, accusing no labels of a breach of contract and unjust enrichment, according to the lawsuit. Uh, it seems to me that no labels is a pack. Now, when it comes to packs, they have some kind of shady, in the gray area type uh Fundraising rules. They can raise money with no no limits uh, as opposed to a political candidate. You can only donate X amount to a political candidate, X amount to a party, but you can give as much as you want to a political action committee, which that's what sounds like no labels is. They seem to want to endorse moderate Democrats, moderate Republicans, those people who are in the middle and are willing to, you know, drive us further to a statist government, just not as fast as uh, the current uh, right-wing progressives or left-wing progressives seem to want to do. So it seems all well and good that if a party that describes itself as no labels would rather back a third-party candidate, whether it is the libertarian ticket, whether it's the green ticket, whether it's someone just running 100% independent of all affiliation, that's their prerogative. But they don't like this, these uh, Durst brothers. Uh, Dan Webb, an attorney with no label, slammed the lawsuit as frivolous and without merit, suggesting in a statement that the Durst complaint was part of a conspiracy by, quote, partisan operatives to subvert no labels ballot access work, end quote. Douglas's last contribution was six years ago, and Jody's last contribution was over three years ago. These contributions were spent on priorities that the Durst had no complaints about at the time, no labels fundamental mission or at the time, and No Label's fundamental mission has never changed, Webb said in a statement. Douglas Durst is a member of the city's most prominent real estate families and is the third generation to lead its eponymous development firm. The Durst have occupied prime perch in New York's dynastic real estate world for more than a century while drawing intrigue outside, while drawing intrigue outside development circles as well. I think that's a typo. Robert Durst, Douglas's older brother, was sentenced to life in prison in 2021 after he was convicted of murdering his friend two decades prior. He was also indicted for the murder and the death of his first wife, Kathy Durst, but died in 2022 before facing charges. His connection to the murders was exam- examined in the 2015 HBO miniseries of Jinx. But yeah, it, so basically they're, they're coming at them and, and as the... They probably have the records to be able to go, look, as a charitable organization with lots of hoops that we have to jump through, we have kept the receipts and we can show that you're just not happy with what we're doing after you put this money into it in 2018. 
So why the complaints? And then the people who are putting in money as far back as three years ago. What was going on three years ago? Oh, oh the Trump re-election was going on three years ago. But yeah, it, it, it's ridiculous that you know, the Dems would come after a PAC because, and it's not even the Democratic Party, it's, it's a handful of donors who just don't like the fact that, you know, they haven't gotten a, quote, return on investment, end quote. And because when, when you get some of these big donors, that's that, it's not that they're wanting to support who they think is best, but who they think they can get the most out of. If they could support a group that gets congressmen, state officials, president voted into office, what can that person do for me? Because, hey, you know, I was giving all this money to this political action committee, and it's it's essentially a form of buying access. It's a legalized pay-to-play. And we see this a lot in politics when you have people who have zero business serving in certain areas of government, whether it's an ambassador, whether it's on the president's cabinet, whether it's even just an advisory role, there are people who aren't particularly qualified, but they gave a lot of money, so they they get something in return. We saw this Donald Trump with Rex Tillerson. Rex Tillerson was an oil executive. Why was he Secretary of State? What diplomatic background did he have? Um, a lot, and he's not the only one. I mean, you see people, it, I mean, Trump, not Trump, Biden has been promote, has been trying to uh, place judges to fill judge roles. And I, I'm not saying that these judges are donors who are getting, you know, getting the presidential nod to be promoted from a lower court to a higher court. Um, someone who's going from, I'm a state judge getting promoted to a federal position. I'm fresh out of law school looking to get, get put into this position. And granted, it may be the judges. It may be, especially some of these younger judges who are in their, their, you know, mid to late thirties and don't have a lot of time on the bench, but suddenly they came up on the president's shortlist for an appointment to a federal seat. And you can't help but wonder um, what got the attention of whoever's advising President Biden or Donald Trump, Barack Obama, George Bush, you name it. What got the attention that, hey, we should promote this person and have them appointed to a seat? And then when they show up in front of the Senate, you have senators like uh, uh, Kennedy from Louisiana. Oh, my gosh. He's like writes master classes on how to tear apart these judges and their lack of knowledge. 
If anyone's wondering what I'm drinking, that'd be apple pie moonshine. Delicious. Um, and he just rips these candidates apart and it's glorious to watch because, you know, if someone's being promote, being promoted to, you know, the federal patent court, but they know nothing about patent law, um, I don't think that's a good place for on-the-job training. When you're making rulings on something, you don't have a freaking clue what it is. But, yeah, going back to this, it's ridiculous, though, that, you know, no labels. And, and I'm I'm not a fan of no labels. Um, some of the people who have spoken out on behalf of no labels are <laughs> clearly um, very leftist or, you know, a lot of rhinos. I think Kinzinger did some stuff for no labels, and it's like, dude, you're, just stop calling yourself a Republican on behalf of no labels uh, because you're not. You're another big state pro-war. I'm a Republican because it's how I could get elected in my district. Oh, shut up. Just go cry about something. Go Jump in your little KC-135 and go fuel a F-16. I mean, yeah, the, the people who are backing this, I mean, it's like the Republicans who do all the stuff on behalf of the Lincoln Project. And, you know, the more I study, the more I learn about Lincoln, I can't think of an more apropos name for a group. Because these are the same people who they will say, well, um, you know, drag queen story hour is, uh, is, is the cost of liberty. Well, and then they turn around and say, well, we should use more government to do X, Y, and Z because it's on our side. No, we shouldn't want more centralized government power. And that's who these people advocate for. They hate Donald Trump because Donald Trump, he is a bull in a china shop, and he upset the apple cart, and these are true establishmentarians who... The party must succeed at all cost. And if you are a Republican, you are a legit conservative. And you say anything that goes against, you know, that orthodoxy, which they just cling to. Then all of a sudden, you're not a real Republican because blah, 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 yakety yak. It's like. Wait, what? You're backing Democrats because they're going up against Republicans you don't like. What does that say about you? You're not trying to find a better candidate. You're not 
trying to find another republic another Republican candidate who wants to go against, you know, yep, like Nancy Mace's former chief of staff is going to be running against her, which that could go either way. I really don't know anything about him. I just saw the story. Is it, you know, a lady who talks about, you know, her fornicating with her boyfriend while addressing the national prayer breakfast. Um, yeah, that seems a little out of place, uh, but, you know, what do I know? Um, it, it's, but yeah, the, these, these, we want to find suitable moderates who will, you know, protect America and just you know, continue to move the country left, just not as fast as the Democrats. It, it, it's it's ridiculous, and e- even if no labels is doing their best to support who they think is best suited, if it means throwing money behind a Republican who is not as extremely far right or a Democrat who's not as extremely far left, that's their prerogative. If they want, if they decide that Jill Stein is the moderate that they need to support and give money to for the presidential election, that's what they do. They're, they're allowed to do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said earlier, the Green Party is communist tree huggers. Everything about their platform is pro-communism, pro-socialism, pro-Marxism. But we're going to hug the trees. Oh, we love the trees. We love the planet so much. We're the Green Party. Or they'll throw behind Cornell West, who's, again, a communist. It, maybe they will decide that if the Libertarian Party were to nominate Robert Kennedy Jr. as their presidential ticket, maybe they will back him. That's cool. It's their money. I say it's their money. It's the money they have received from donors. And donors, well, I understand when you give your money to any sort of PAC, There is an expectation that they are going to back candidates in line with what you believe. If I was giving money to the GOP, which I'm not, and then they're turning around and giving that money to Mitch McConnell or you name crappy Republican, you know, John Cornyn of Texas is, you know, off the top of my head, Josh Hawley is quickly becoming one of those who I don't like. Um, they're giving money to them. I'd be like, uh, hey, GOP, I get it's your prerogative, but uh, uh, please stop giving my money to them because if you don't, I want to stop giving you my money. And, yeah, it's it's... Keeps coming back to that. I, I get donors pick parties, they pick packs, they pick candidates who they believe will be their best representation. You support packs, they're going to support people who best represent you. Is it's you know an ex- a form of financial um, 
federalism. But at the same time, you have to keep in mind, the PAC is still going to take your money regardless of what you think, and they're going to do stuff with it that they feel is would best represent the pack. You know, kind of like the people who are NRA members who give money to NRA, fully expect the NRA is going to stand up against XYZ things and when and to properly use their money. When they don't, then you end up with Wayne LaPierre resigning after years and years and years as head of the NRA. But it the fact that I, I keep coming back to it. The fact they're being sued because they have the audacity to maybe look at supporting a third party, like an actual third party candidate, not just, you know, an independent who's who's not assigned. It, it, it's dumb. Why, why people have to have it in their heads that whoever you give your money to has to be at your beck and call, especially if it's large amounts of money. That goes goes from supporting politics financially into the world of buying favors from politicians. Again, Rex Tillerson probably donated a lot of money. And as an oil exec, becoming the Secretary of State versus, say, I don't know, what what is something an oil exec would probably be a good fit for? Maybe Secretary of Energy. Just saying. But yeah, it's all this time, it's just. Oh, pardon me. Um, th- this whole idea that just because you give money, you can tell a pack what to do is just ridiculous. And to. Be mad that, you know, a pollster says, well, you know, a third party could be could end up uh, tanking the Biden campaign, which, don't get me wrong, if, if between Robert Kennedy Jr. and Jill Stein and Cor- Cornell West, they took enough votes from Joe Biden that he lost, that he loses the election. I'm not going to complain. Not one bit. But the fact that they're coming after him or coming after the group, because remember, Mark Penn, he has nothing to do with the group. He's just married to the boss. But that they would be so butthurt about it. I personally find it somewhat amusing. Dumb, but amusing. Oh, man. So, I know for the last few weeks, I have been telling you about Vegemite. 
yeah, Magic Mind is a great, great product. I'm trying to do all the little clickety-click clicks here. And they're an awesome product. And as I've said a bajillion times, I will not advertise something that I don't use and I don't find very useful. Now, and I've said, a million, I've said it before, I, I drink a lot of coffee as well as the uh, wonderful moonshine. I do have a bottle of coffee with me as well. And I will drink coffee to the point where I'm all jittering. I can't focus because there's just so much caffeine in my brain that everything's fuzzy. What's great about Magic Mind is, though, it's it's not your typical energy shot. Yeah, there is caffeine, 55 milligrams of it is, that comes with the, uh, the matcha green tea. That's one of the ingredients. But the thing about tea and its caffeine is it's, it's like a slow burn. You you do get that little bit, that little boost of energy, but it doesn't hit you all at once. So it's kind of, you know, it you ease into it and then it eases off, so you don't get that crash. Which is one of the worst things about coffee is this, like you got all this energy and you can't focus because everything's just a big old fuzzy mess, and then uh, you're done. Um. For those of you who are not watching on YouTube or Rumble or live on Twitch, that was me simulating crashing by thumping my head against the microphone. But one of the good things, one of the really good things though about it is it's not just caffeine in Magic Mind. It's got ingredients like turmeric in it. And if you're like me and you're full of arthritis, turmeric is great because it's anti-inflammatory. It's got good properties there. And like I said, if like I said, the turmeric, it's got uh, adaptogens that and zootropics, which are natural ingredients that have that have great effects on things like being able to focus, in improving memory, and helping you be more creative. It helps you find that creative flow. Or getting to that flow state, I believe, is what they're... Uh, <clears throat> Is the phrase they use, but like I said, I love this stuff. And if you're if you're not keen on subscribing right away, if you have a Sprouts Market where you live, go there and I say buy three bottles because do it for three days. Get up in the morning, you can have your coffee, do a Magic Mind Chaser, or just do the Magic Mind, and. Is it, it's like a lot of stuff. Once you have three days of it in your system, you should start to notice a difference. And if you like what it does, you can go to magicmind.com slash Jan, J-A-N, Tyler Morgan. And once you are there, you will be able to subscribe, get three-month subscription, and get your first month free. Wow, that's a big savings. Hey, you want to make, want to save even more? Use the promo code TylerMorgan20. On top of getting your first month free, you'll save an additional 20%. It ends up being like almost 76% off 
that first subscription. And it's only until the end of January. I am recording this on January 27th. You'll, you're probably listening to this on January 28th. That means you have three days, 28th, 29th, 30th, okay, four days. You have all the way to the 31st. You have till 31st to try it out because once January is done, their whole new year, new you thing is falls by the wayside. And sadly, you probably won't be saving that first that first subscription or that first month of your subscription. And but you will still be able to use promo code Tyler Morgan20. So please. Please, by all means, check them out. MagicMind.com slash Jan Tyler Morgan 20. Use promo code Tyler Morgan 20 and save on your first, first month of your three-month subscription. All right. So getting back into all the fun and glory that is the news of the week. Now I've had to hit all the buttons because... When you have parrots as producers, they are not very good at clicking the buttons for you. In fact, my macaw is over in the other room screaming and being loud because that's what he does. If you ever, if you ever get the chance to own a macaw, I highly recommend it. Just be warned, they bite hard and they can be noisy. All right, so back into the world of craziness. Uh, this week... Things have come to a head between Texas and the White House with uh, Kyle Kyle V in the CV asking the first time this infomercial sponsor shout-out moment. That is a paid sponsor shout-out moment. Again, thank you, Magic Mind, for paying me to talk about your product. It's awesome. Love it. Um, but uh, anyways, so with... Texas, Texas had strung up razor wire. They put flotation devices in the middle of the Rio Grande to deter illegal immigration because the White House is really just, yeah, well, you know, they come, they come. You know, the, the very authoritative border czar, Vice President Kamala Harris, said, do not come. No, she didn't take it back. She didn't say it with that much force. She said, do not come. And the whole idea that, you know, has spawned that if the federal government is not going to protect the borders, should the states be allowed? Uh, a few years ago, uh, Doug Ducey in Arizona, he said, screw this. If they're not going to do anything about it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do something about it. And he tried closing the borders in Arizona, to which the Biden DOJ said, no, 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 you're not doing that. And the Supreme Court kind of, well, kind of, they did side with the DOJ saying, no, no, it's not the states. It's not up to the states. But at the same time, the Constitution does give states latitude you know, under Article Article One, that uh, if they declare an invasion because the federal troops aren't or the federal government's not going to do anything, then by all means, you know, fix it, take care of it. It's a it's a Tenth Amendment issue. But 
the Supreme Court did overturn a uh, fifth a Fifth Circuit ruling that said no, Texas is allowed to put up the uh, razor wire and defend their borders. Now, when the, the the Supreme Court ruling, and a lot of people came, oh, they ruled against Texas. No, they didn't rule against Texas. They overturned a decision saying that, yes, they could put the razor wire up. And so now the injunction that said uh, Border Patrol cannot tear down the Constantina wire has been overturned. And so now Border Patrol does have the authority and the blessing of the beloved and supreme benevolent Supreme Court of the United States of America to tear down the razor wire. Which, you know, Greg Abbott, uh, Ken Paxton, a lot of people in Texas said, oh, no, no, by all means, come tear down the razor wire. We're not going to stop you. But we're just going to put more up behind you as you go along. And on top of it, they've now started sending uh, Texas National Guard troops to the border. I mean... They, they secured the facility at, <laughs> I love, they secured the facility. They took over the facility at Eagle Pass because it wasn't being used to detain, document, and then remove illegals. So they came in, they took it over. They said, hey, if you're a federal agent, get the F out. And in the process, yeah, the Border Patrol's like, dude, yes, thank you. We are so glad you're doing this because we felt like crap that we weren't allowed. The Border Patrol Union, not just the agents, the union, has come out and said the same thing. This is a force multiplier if I've ever seen it. Instead of our guys making sandwiches and hand-delivering illegals to bus stations to be transported across the country, they're able to do their jobs. They're able to actually patrol and make apprehensions because they're not stuck there handling all these people and just letting them go. Which is all well and good, but now because the you know the White House has come out after the uh, Supreme Court ruling and the response by uh, Greg Abbott, you have uh, you have twenty four hours to turn over the control at Eagle Pass or else. And Greg Abbott's just like. Oh, they're they're free to come in. Just know we're going to be there. And this has, I'm not going to say slowly, rather quickly involved, or involved, evolved into, do we have another civil war coming? I hope not. I pray to God we don't have a civil war coming because 
reasons. Anywho's, but you know, it, but like twenty five states have joined the have joined the clarion call and said, uh, "Yeah, we support Texas." And in the pro, I mean, we already have troops that are being sent. Uh, Ron DeSantis is already starting to mobilize Florida State Guard. Important distinction there because the National Guard could be federalized and ordered out or ordered to, you know, interfere with, you know, state operations. Uh, Idaho has already pledged National Guard to, to go to Texas and I think Oklahoma has as well. I, I don't remember, haven't gotten a readout of what all states have pledged to send more troops to help with the border. And like I said, you, you have people already, oh, it's got to be a civil war, civil war. Now, a lot of these are keyboard warriors who are just trying to stir the pot on the Twitters and the Facebooks and all that. And one of, one of my, uh, one of my Twitter peeps, I'm, I'm going to have to find this because he was, very succinct. This is really weird. My Twitter is not letting me pull up. Uh, pull up the tweet that I was responding to. But he he was saying that all these people calling for civil war will be the first ones selling their body for water or for a drink of toilet water once everything goes to crap. And it's like, yeah, I, I can kind of see that. You have a lot of people online who, it's all they do is they stir the pot. They have nothing better to do. And you have people who have never experienced war calling for war. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been to war. War is not fun. And I'm glad I did it 8,000 miles away instead of in my backyard. The people who want to see war don't know what they want to see. Do, do I think it will, it will come to shots fired and Eagle Pass will be the new Fort Sumter? I don't think so. But... It doesn't help either when you have moose knuckles like Dmitry Medvedev. I believe that's who it was. Oh, nope, wrong article. Yeah, you know, Dmitry Medvedev, and this was published today. Again, uh, this is at Newsweek. Uh, Dmitry Medvedev, former Russian president and ally of current president Vladimir Putin, made an ominous comment on Friday about Texans potentially starting a new civil war. I forgot which button it was. My bad. Uh, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been in multiple legal battles with the DOJ over his migrant deterrent tactics. Migrant. Oh my gosh. Newsweek. 
stop with the propaganda. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. But, you know, a migrant implies just temporary, temporarily coming in and then leaving. Like you had mar- migrant fi- farm workers. Yeah, you know, they get a visa. They come in. They work from farm and farm and farm and farm. When their visa expires, they go back home. That's a migrant. These are illegal immigrants. Yes, migrant is in there. It's the root word of immigrant. But an immigrant obeys the law. They apply to come in. And when they are approved, they move in. They they attain visas. They attain passports. They get everything they need in order to legally do it. The illegal immigrants, whether they be from Mexico, China, Guatemala, Peru, Botswana, Nigeria, Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Azerbaijan, as the uh, apparently one dude when was asked, well, who are you? Oh, you do not know who I am. Uh, if you, you are ignorant, but you will know who I am soon enough. What, what, what was was that was that a threat? Oh my gosh! And all these people they, they this they go to the set they go to the they go to Mexico and they go across the border and they have no intention of obeying the law in order to come into the United States. That makes them illegal aliens. If I have my license suspended, and I jump in the car and go go for a drive. That makes me an illegal driver. If I'm passing out medicine and I'm not a pharmacist, pharmacist, that makes me an illegal drug distributor. Uh, let's see, Civil War news propaganda is unsettling, but how OG conservatives and Trump conservatives come together and not destroy the party? Yeah, that is that is a damn good question. Because I, I, I don't know how the establishment types or even the more, the more populist types, I don't know how they're going to come together. I think eventually they will. It, it, I think it'll end up being kind of like a... a Good old fashioned uh, vinaigrette, where you have the vinegar and the oil. I think eventually it'll kind of meld. You got to shake it up enough to get to emulsify and come into a good suspension. But I, I really don't know how well it'll go until it separates. But yeah, you, you, Dmitry Medvedev talking about all the uh, stuff. I, he's excited because, you know, if we do get in a civil war, number one, the United States becomes weak. It opens us up to outside attack as well as opens up our allies to attack. And uh, it wasn't Medvedev. It was another Russian who's, you know, high up there with a Putin talking about if we go into civil war, uh, we we defeat Ukraine in one week. 
which maybe. I'm tired of us sending money to Ukraine anyways, but I really don't want to be distracted by, you know, my neighbors killing each other. That would be a bad time. Now, like I said, all these calls about civil war. um, Then you have Biden, who now that Greg Abbott has made it a thing, uh, we have a bipartisan effort through the Senate, and uh, it's it's going to be great. It's going to give lots of reforms, and uh, no, we we don't need reforms. President Biden, if you you are watching this, we do not need reforms. We have like a bajillion books, a bajillion laws on the books. I need more, need more moonshine. We have a bajillion laws on the books that address legal immigration and how to handle illegal immigration instead of reforming the laws, instead of reforming Border Patrol and their mission. How about we enforce the freaking laws we already have, jackass? We have the laws on the books. We have a law on the book that says the United States government shall build a fence along the entire southern border of the United States. Shall, not it's optional, shall, as in you will do it. But, oh, Texas and your K. Bailey Hutchison tied it to something else that, ah, well, we couldn't do, we couldn't reach this benchmark, so we couldn't do the, uh, couldn't do that border fence. Really? Why? We have all these laws on the books, and the only thing Congress and Democrats and even Republicans ever want to do, oh, well, we, we, we just need to, we just need to have some reforms there. Uh, get comprehensive. We need a comprehensive package. No. We never want a comprehensive package because whenever you have a comprehensive package, the physical security is always secondary to whatever your primary focus is. Oh, we're going to change these laws. We're going to grant amnesty to the 11 million people who have come here in the last three years. Three years, 11 million people. Remember from the time of the the Reagan amnesty up until hell, you know, Donald Trump came into the office. It was always, well, we, we have you know, 11 million illegals. You kick them all out at once. So you know that number stayed at 11 million for 20 years. You know it was not just 11 million people. You knew it had to be upwards of 20 million after 20 years of saying the same number over and over again. 
So then you add however many gotaways there were with during the Trump administration. I'm not saying Trump 100% sealed the border, didn't have any gotaways. I would be lying to you if I did. I'm not going to do that. So you take however many gotaways there were during the Trump administration, you add the 11 million, not gotaways. This is 11 million people who have been, oh, you came to the border, your name is Bob, you're from Uganda, okay, you're going to you're, you're going to Chicago, uh, yeah, be back for your uh, court hearing in 10 years. That's the 11 million people we know about who were released into the country. So we probably have 40, 50 million illegal aliens living in the country. But some of them have babies. Are you going to send the babies home? Yes! Send the babies home with their parents. The babies will still be American citizens. They can come back when they're of age. Hell, if they have a sponsor they can come live with before they're of age, guess what? They can go live with Aunt Belinda. They can go live with this group, that group, the other group, as long as it's not doing anything illegal and nefarious. They can come back into the United States because they're citizens. And then when they become, when they become 18, they can become, they can apply to be sponsored for their freaking parents. It's not hard to figure out. The hard part is going to be rounding up all the illegal aliens who come in since, was it 1986 was the, the Reagan amnesty? So nearly 40 years worth of illegal immigration. You have people who have come here and died of old age. They've been here so damn long. And then right now you have these 11 million people, a huge majority of them are military age men from around the world. Not just Mexico, not just El Salvador, not just Guatemala and Honduras. I feel like I'm getting ready to break into a uh, Animaniac song. You see this news footage of you have these families coming in. You see the footage of the live shot behind them. You have one child and 100 grown-ass men. So when you have this going on, uh, how can Greg Abbott declare an invasion? Dude, it's a soft invasion. They're, they're not rolling in in tanks. They're... they're, they're Sure, they could be like the guys who came screaming in on the Zodiac in uh, La Jolla, California earlier this week. Who, you know, come out little that little rubber speedboat, hit the beach, grab their bags, and take off. And that's the closest thing to storming the beach we've had with uh, with our invasion from of Ill- illegal aliens. But for the most part, it's, it's an invasion. It's a soft invasion without weapons, without tanks, without air support. But they're coming over in such mass numbers, you can't do anything about it. But, you know, you ask uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, our, uh, homeland, our Homeland Secretary, the border, 
the border is secure. It's about as secure as Fort Knox would be with the gates and the vaults wide open. But hey, we're a kinder, gentler America. We just have to let everyone in. End of story. Just sovereignty. Our sovereignty doesn't matter. Ukraine's sovereignty, 5,000 miles away, it's being violated by the Ruskies. We care more about their sovereignty than our own. We will dump billions upon billions of dollars into a kleptocracy where that where the majority of that money never reaches troops in the form of food, fuel, bullets, or billets. But we'll just keep sending the money over there. Meanwhile, at home, we can't even defend our own border against a soft invasion. Because, you know, powerful people would rather see a war fought in Ukraine than ensuring our own sovereignty is protected. All right, so that's going to wrap up the show for this week. Again, if you're a new listener, new viewer, thank you so much for checking out. Again, twitch.com slash Tyler Morgan Show. Watching this on YouTube, which hopefully there's was not a break in the stream this time. That way I can actually upload the episode to YouTube and Rumble. Last couple weeks, there's like a three to four minute chunk missing out of it because of a failure with the stream. I'm not, I'm not blaming Twitch or Streamlabs for that. That's uh, my glorious, glorious internet out here in the boondocks. It be what it be. But again, if you're uh, on watching this on the YouTube or rumbles, please subscribe and hit the bell for notifications. If you are a podcast listener, this is your first time checking out, please ask you to do same four things, same four things every week. Number one, Please, please subscribe. Once you have subscribed, uh, write a review. Write a review or rate it. Rate it first. Rate it first. Rate it first. Five stars, all except four. Three and below. Yeah. Hit me up on Twitter. Hit uh, my DMs are open at fake Tyler Morgan. Uh, DM me. Explain why. Your three, two, or one star rating. Once you have rated it, please write a review. If you really like the show, say something nice. If you think there's uh, some room for improvement, again, my DMs are open on Twitter. But if you're going to write something really just snarky and god awful, and just being a big old jerk in the uh, in the reviews, I will make fun of you. It's what I do. Not that there's a problem with you saying bad things and mean things, but I will make fun of you if you're being a jerk. That's just how it is. Anyways, once you have subscribed, rated, and reviewed, please share this episode or share the show in general with a friend or family member who you think will appreciate this uh, commentary or send it to someone who you think will will, will be left pissed off. Believe me. I enjoy pissing people off, so if you use me as a tool to piss off your friends, 
Challenge accepted. I salute you. Again, thank you so very much for listening. Um, as always, you want to support the show. I do have a Texas, a Texas, uh, Texas fence type shirt on the uh, on the web page relentlessnearing.com slash shop. Uh, got order it. I was trying to use AI and or, well, I tried doing a uh, come and take it shirt with a Constantina wire instead of the cannon. Unfortunately, it did not turn out very well with the uh, translating it onto a T-shirt versus just having the uh, you know, the meme, which I apologize for that. I really wanted to do a come and take it shirt. Unfortunately, again, I was not able. But now it's just, you know, this the fence and the Constantina wire, the big Texas flag in front of it. So if you want to stand with Texas with uh, show it on your T-shirt, Go to relentlessnearing.com slash shop and get your uh, get your Stand with Texas uh, shirt there and wear it with pride. And I will appreciate the little bit of money coming in to help keep all of this running. All sales come back into the show and keeps it on for you. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. Tyler Morgan Show is a relentless daring media production. The Tyler Morgan Show is supported by its listeners. To support the show, go to ko-fi.com slash Tyler Morgan Show to donate there or relentlessdaring.com and hit the donate button at the top of the page to set up your donation. All music used in the Tyler Morgan Show is used with permission from purpleplanet.com. Link in the show notes. 2 Timothy 1-7